Keeping to myself, I had my eyes upon the prize, ain't watching anybody else. But you love it, hit me hard, girl. Yeah, you're bad for my health. I love the cards that I've been dealt. Do you feel the same as well? You know, I used to be in one league, now I'm free. People want me for one thing, that's not me. I'm not changing the way that I used to be. I just wanna have fun and get rowdy. Coke and Bacardi, sipping lightly. When I walk inside the party, girls on me. F1 inside Ferrari. Six gifts beat Girl, I love it when your body Grinds on me You know I love it when the music stops But come on, strip that down for me Baby Now there's a lot of people in the crowd But only you can dance with me So put your hands on my body And swing that ground for me Baby You know I love it when the music stops But come on, strip that down for me Yeah, 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 yeah I'm Donald Wayne And this is Trice Talk mini pod for a saturday night may the 8th 2021 thanks for joining me for another episode um i hope everybody had a great or at least a good saturday um it um, out here in uh, georgia land it was um, a, a nice day more or less i mean we had some overcast times here and there, but uh, temperature-wise, it was good. Didn't have any rain around the Atlanta area that I'm aware of, but um, all in all, it was a nice day. So I, I hope um, if you weren't having to work today that you had an opportunity to uh, do something nice today and um, just take a little bit of break from uh, your job, work, pressure, all that other stuff. All right, let me um, slow down um, Liam Payne here and switch over to my um, a normal background stuff here. Still working with the same same thing. Uh, going to try to find something different than what Podbeam offers one of these days soon. Um, just. I guess it works, but it's just um, too generic. All right, the subject we're going to talk about tonight, or the article I'm going to um, read for you, is another one from Mike Huckabee's uh, evening edition for this uh, for today, for Saturday, uh, May the eighth, and. Um, it's about a of course if you've ever read one of mike huckabee's uh newsletters if you've ever gotten it and if you don't and you're a conservative i would recommend that you do subscribe to it it's free doesn't cost anything and it always has uh, at least four or five articles and then sometimes as many as seven and they always uh have links to other supporting articles that uh, i find uh, to be interesting and be informative you know about a lot of the stuff especially stuff that we use on the tristock live version and then sometimes i'll use it here as well on minipod uh you know if you if you read if you look for stuff on the internet a lot and you're a conservative you you may find that it's kind of hard to find uh articles and things that aren't slanted to the left so much and so uh, huckabee is one of those 
uh, reference points that I use for a lot of stuff just because it's one of the few resources out there, at least in the mainstream. I know there's a lot of, uh, I have found out by looking at um, Huckabee stuff that there's other links that you can go to, things that I didn't even know existed until I started uh, you know, referencing him all the time. Uh, also get some stuff from Newsmax as well. Um, and uh, there's a few other places, uh, Epic Times. Um, and I, I used something from Hillsdale.com uh, yesterday, one of their uh, little newsletters that I get monthly. So uh, there are some resources, but not as many as, as what you find left-leaning on the Internet. I mean, it's very hard. Sometimes I'll be searching for something and I'll, I'll, I'll type in what I, I, the subject I'm looking for, and then it'll pull up about, you know, maybe 15, uh, articles or 15 sites. And out of those 15, maybe two might be from a conservative perspective. Now, you know, to be honest, sometimes I will read, uh, others, you know, from CNN or, uh, MSNBC. Uh, sometimes ABC News and stuff like that, just just to see how they do treat a particular subject. And more often than not, I'm very disappointed and sometimes just outright uh, frustrated at at what they say. But I think it is, you know, I fully support their uh, right to do so and and lean it whichever way they want. But um, I'm just amazed sometimes at how overwhelming it is that the news media is slanted towards the left uh, ideology point of view. So anyway, this particular article is uh, entitled Racism in the White House, and it's about the farmers uh, and and how they've been affected by uh, Joe Biden's administration in regards to uh, farm uh, subsidy that was included in that $1.9 trillion uh, COVID relief bill. So uh, let me get into that. And um, sometimes Mike Huckabee will have other people that write articles for him and he'll post them. But this, this one is uh, by Mike Huckabee himself. It's his comments. He goes on to say, isn't it terrible when there's someone in the White House who's an out-and-out racist? Oh, and to be clear to the media, I'm talking about the current occupant, not the last one. One of the biggest obstacles to Trump's agenda was frivolous discrimination lawsuits that delayed him for years before mostly being thrown out. Biden may find one of his biggest problems is justified discrimination lawsuits that are upheld. One of the most important open and shut cases has just been filed by a Wisconsin dairy farmer. Um, And I happened to see this uh, dairy farmer on uh, Tucker Carlson the other night. I'm not sure if it was, I think it was Thursday night. This farmer and his lawyer were on there. He didn't really have a lot to say. He just talked about uh, why he was uh, why he was suing the Biden administration for their stance on this farmer uh, COVID relief bill section. 
Goes on to say the recent 1.9 trillion COVID relief bill included billions in loan forgiveness for farmers, but only those who are socially disadvantaged. A Democrat euphemism for non-white. The plaintiff is a double, double amputee who's lost both feet and has to get around with a cane to feed and milk 70 cows a day. But his skin is white, which makes him privileged. That makes him ineligible for the loan forgiveness program that any non-white, able-bodied farmer next door could obtain. The problem, it's a clear violation of federal anti-discrimination laws to base loan eligibility on skin color. Remember when Democrats used to rail about racist banks that didn't give loans to people just because they lived in black neighborhoods? They called it redlining. Now, they're following the same racist template, only with our tax money. Let's call it whitelining. The farmer's attorney, who is also representing four other farmers, called us out and out racist and said, I, I really don't think that there should be racism allowed in the federal government at any level. He said eligibility should be based on qualifications, not race. And if it would have been against any other race, everybody would have been on board and would have been complaining immediately. The law firm's website, website notes that the Supreme Court has already ruled on so-called reverse racism, and their verdict was to quote the Beatles, you can't do that. Speaking of farmers getting the shaft from Joe Biden, when he promised all that free stuff would be paid for by taxes on the upper rich, you probably didn't picture people in overalls who grow your meat and vegetables. Well, start picturing it. Biden claims that his proposed estate tax hike would include an exemption for family farms taken over by heirs, although that's very vague. But he also reportedly wants to eliminate a deduction called Section 1031. It allows farmers and ranchers to defer paying capital gains taxes when they sell land if they use the money to buy other land which may, uh, many have had to do because they need fresh soil and to diversify crop growth. Without that tax break, the government would take the money they need to stay in business. Someone needs to tell the Ivy League socialists writing Biden tax plans that if they want to keep their kale salad, they'd better find something else to tax besides America's struggling farmers. All right, so he references um, another article here about the farmer that's uh, suing the Biden administration, and it is linked, and it's on the Western Journal, and it's a commentary by Kip Kip Jones. I think I've used some of Kip Jones' articles before as well. But he goes into a little bit more detail about the um, 
the suit against uh, the Biden administration. Uh, a disabled Wisconsin farmer is suing the federal government for discrimination after he was deemed ineligible for a loan forgiveness program because he is a white man. The Democrats' behemoth $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 offered aid to farmers and ranchers deemed by the Biden administration to be socially disadvantaged. That apparently included every farmer or rancher who is non-white. The U.S. Department of Agriculture glossed over the racism provision in a page of frequently asked questions about its discriminatory, discriminatory practices and programs, and it did so while shamelessly leaving out the fact that white farmers might also be facing challenges following an economic crisis that didn't see skin color. Earlier this week, we posted important information about the American Rescue Plan debt relief payments for socially disadvantaged producers. The American Rescue Plan includes provisions for USDA to pay up to 120%, 120%, I mean, that's more than they borrowed, of loan balances. And this is as of January the 1st, 2021. For Farm Service Agency, FSA, direct and guaranteed farm loans and farm storage facility loans, the now racist USDA wrote last month. If you are a black, Native American, Alaskan Native, Asian American, or Pacific Islander, or are of Hispanic Latino ethnicity, with no with one of the loans listed above, you are eligible for the loan payment. FSA is working hard to ensure that we provide this relief as expeditiously as possible to those who qualify. The number of hardworking farmers across several states already suing the racist federal government provision for discriminating against them. This week, Wisconsin farmer Adam Faust joined them. Plaintiff Adam P. Faust owns a dairy farm in Calumet County near Chilton in the north, uh, see, the northern division of the eastern district of Wisconsin. Well, can we get, get more specific than that? Uh, Mr. Faust is a double, double amputee. In addition to milking about 70 Holstein cows, Mr. Faust farms 200 acres for feed for his cows. Mr. Faust would be eligible for the loan forgiveness program in section 1005 of ARPA, except that he is white. A lawsuit filed on his behalf states, Faust, who uses a cane to get around his dairy farm after losing both of his feet, isn't going to lie down while the radical Biden administration and its radicalized USDA uses $4 billion from the loan forgiveness program to assume he, unlike minority farmers, is not disadvantaged. It was just out and out racist, and I really don't think that there should be racism allowed in, in the federal government at any level. Faust told WLUK TV, 
I guess that would be luck TV. If somebody's green, I think they should be allowed to participate based on their actual qualifications for the program and not just picking up arbitrary things like race. I don't see where they're going to be impacted any different than anybody else. Foul said of minority farmers and ranchers. I've never seen any government programs based solely on that. I mean, if I wouldn't have been, if it wouldn't have been against any other race, if it would have been against any other race, excuse me, <laughs> everybody would have been on board and would have been complaining immediately. The farmer joined Fox News host Tucker Carlson earlier this week to talk about the racist USDA policy. Faust attorney, who also represents the other four plaintiffs in the suit, accused the loan forgiveness program of using racism as a form of public policy when speaking with WLUK. That's literally what the law says. If you're not white, you get the benefit. If you're white, you do not get the benefit. Daniel Lennington with the nonprofit law firm, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty said, the law firm noted on its website that the Supreme Court has rejected the interest in remedying social, societal discrimination because it has no logical stopping point. The attorneys at WIL have filed the lawsuit, which is seeking an injunction and declaratory judgment that the racial classifications in the American Rescue Plans Act's Farmer Loan Forgiveness Program are unconstitutional. The race-based Biden administration in its larger mission to root out perceived systemic racism, Brandon Faust, a man who is by definition disabled as privileged. As a result, he and other farmers are having to sue because as his law firm rightly pointed out, the high court of the land has already ruled that reparations for perceived inequality have no stopping point. The coalition of white farmers came together not because they wanted to, but because they were forced to after being stereotyped by a government agency. They are suing the discriminatory USDA and Farm Service Agency, preventing the county's agricultural agency from presumably going the route of post-apartheid South Africa with regard to its treatment of farmers whose skin pigment might happen to be lighter. Lawyers take a lot of flack and sometimes rightfully so, but if not for the representation for Faust and other farmers, the federal government might soon test the waters on seizing white owned farmland. The idea is not too far fetched. Not when you look at how Biden administration has spent the last three months punishing white America. And that's, like I said, is from um, the Western Journal. Okay, now there's one more thing that the Huckabee article uh, references here, and it's about the tax 
burden and I'm going to go into that quickly. Let's see. That's also from the Western Journal. And that that article, whoops, let's see. They just covered up the Okay, that that reporter is Aaron Coates. Excuse me, the print's just a little bit smaller on this article than it was the last one. And again, this is from the Western Journal, uh, dated May the 6th. While President Joe Biden has repeatedly promised that wealthy people will be the only ones impacted by his tax proposals, his plan will also hit American farm and ranch owners by limiting a long-standing tax break. Under the provision known as the 1031 like-kind exchange, landowners can defer paying capital gains taxes after they sell an investment property and put the money towards buying different land, the Wall Street Journal reported. The tax break has been used to cheaply and quickly relocate farm land to land with better soil to diversity to diversity crop growth. It should, I would say, diversify crop growth and consolidate land. Hmm. All right. According to data from 2012, farm owners held about 40% of land in the continental United States. The Trump administration narrowed the use of the 1031 tax deferment by limiting the exchanges to only real estate. Farmers used to apply it to other types of personal property, such as farm equipment and livestock. That has been a very hard change, fifth generation cattle rancher Kalina Bruce told the Wall Street Journal. We still have to make improvements on our herd, still have to make improvements to our machines. Biden's proposal would cap the profits that can be tax deferred at $500,000, adding another burden to farmers. The plan also would raise the top capital gains tax from 23.8% to 43.3%. Farmers say the Biden plan would make it hard to keep land in the family because it would impose capital gains taxes at death, but the administration disputes that. The reform will be designed with protection so that family-owned businesses and farms will not have to pay taxes when given to heirs who continue to run the business, the Biden administration fact sheet on the plan says. The single sentence addressing protections is not clear, however, and many people still have questions. I think there's cautious optimism for family farms and businesses, Allie Hutchinson, managing director at Brown Brothers Harriman, told CNBC. Christine Tidgren, director for the Center of Agricultural Law and Taxation at Iowa State University, said tax breaks like 1031 have allowed farmers to keep as much cash on hand as possible. Farming is a very cash-poor business, she told Wall Street Journal. Without a lot of those tools, you wouldn't really be able to function in that sort of environment. So, it's probably a double whammy for farmers. 
Um, of course, that gets into that subject of death tax again, which I'm just, you know, I can, I can go on a tirade about the death tax issue uh, for the government. But we won't do that on this mini pod series. All right, so that's really all that I'm going to do on this tonight. And and the farmers, uh, they have a legitimate complaint here. And even though uh, the Biden administration has spent a lot of time uh, talking about his equity plans and his equality plans and trying to uh, even the scale or actually not even even the scale now they're trying to play catch up and uh, they feel like there's this need to uh, you know exclude uh, white farmers from the program because supposedly they had been getting all these benefits in the past whereas uh, uh, other uh, minority farmers may not have been able to take advantage of the same uh, same uh, loans and so forth that that the white farmers could so they're they're trying to balance that out according to uh, anybody that you listen to and a lot of people justify it and say it's it's the right thing to do but as this lawyer has said and and the basis for the lawsuit that he's brought against uh, the Biden administration that's not allowed in the law you're not allowed to uh, use federal funds in such a manner where you uh, exclude one race over another. So it'd be real interesting to see how far this goes and whether or not the Biden administration will backpedal on that and, and do away with uh, that provision that keeps white farmers from being able to take advantage of what they're doing uh, as a basis of that bill. Um, and, you know, it may go to the Supreme Court. And supposedly, based on what the Supreme Court has already said, uh, it, it appears that the Biden administration would lose. But you know what? In this environment we're in today, I, I don't count anything as done until it is done because nothing surprises me. I, I've, you know, I was surprised a few months ago about uh, the Supreme Court stance on several issues. And um, so, you know, it just really depends on how much political pressure can be put on the people of the Supreme Court. And there's not supposed to be any political pressure on them. But um, I think it's becoming more and more evident that politics is beginning to play a part and the Supreme Court. And if the Democrats have their way and they're able to pack the court, um, it, it could get even worse. So, all right, that's what um, I'm going to finish out there on this mini pod. Uh, tomorrow, well, it's actually now, it's actually Sunday. We rolled over past midnight. And I uh, hope that you'll be able to join us tonight for Trice Talk Live with myself and Dennis Lee at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, when we'll be getting started on the, uh, <laughs> the week's political hits. 
Um, hopefully get some kind of update on the Arizona uh, voter recount in that Maricopa County. Um, I, I know the Democrats are still uh, playing with that, trying to get some stuff done in the court uh, to uh, get that stopped, saying that it's going to be a biased uh, count. And they're also saying that uh, that they're not handling the votes and so forth correctly and they're afraid that uh, the Republicans are going to leak out inf- personal information, uh, voting information that should not be leaked uh, to the public. So that's still ongoing there, but hopefully there'll be some kind of update, at least see what they've uh, discovered so far. And then, of course, there's other stuff that we'll have to talk about to get the week started. So hopefully you can join us tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time for Trice Talk Live. All right, uh, let me switch over from our little Podbeam supplied uh, background music and let's see what will take us out of here with a little bit of Halsey. Appreciate you spending time listening to this podcast and just remember No one can define you, but you. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Stay safe. But you don't want to spend around with me. Yeah, never pick up, never call me. You know we're running out of time. Never pick up when you want me. Now I gotta draw a line. Baby, I don't know enough talking. I need another show of mine. Baby, we don't know enough talking. Gotta be right now, right now. Baby, gonna love me now, 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 now. I want you to hold me down, 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 down forever. Hey. Said you know I want to keep you around. I want you to hold me down, 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 now wishing you were around with me But you in a different town than me We've been through it all But you could never spit it out for me Trying to talk to a wall But you could never tear it down for me Yeah Never pick up, never call me You know we're running out of time Never pick up when you want me Now I gotta draw a line Baby, I've done done enough talking I need another show of mine Baby, we done done enough talking Gotta be right now Baby, go love me now, 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 never. I want you to hold me down, 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 down forever. So you know I wanna keep you around.